Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm talking to you about creating Corona connections. People are telling me that they are struggling with the amount of time they're spending on their own or being at home all the time and not going out to work. Whether you're on your own or whether it's a busy household and you're just missing the other types of social connection, it's important that you find different ways to be able to do this. It's affecting lots of people because you know we're wired as human beings for interaction. So this week on the podcast, I'm talking to you about different ways that you can get these interactions and how you can make it really effective for you. So join me on today's episode. Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce increase the performance and make the impact that you want in the world, whilst enhancing the positivity of your mental well-being. Now, this week, I want to say a very special thank you to the very wonderful Gemma Sturt, who left me a review on the podcast Gemma said that Emma's down-to-earth manner of teaching you different ways to find balance is wonderful. Every leader should tune in. She is fab. Aw, thank you. And you know, sometimes we just need to hear that, don't we? Which really taps into today's episode about creating connections. If you haven't left a review yet, please do go and find the little button, and it is a little button, on leave a review. Let me know your thoughts, your key takeaways, and what it is that you value from the podcast. But I want to say a massive thank you to Gemma for leading that for me. It really does help enormously to uh, help the podcast host promote the podcast and highlight it to other people you know how it sometimes goes oh if you listen to this you might like to listen to that that's what it helps with so I'd really love it if you could do that for me too as we're talking about connection this is so important for mental well-being you know this is still definitely quite a stressful time and I will deny that there are times when I've just wanted to hide under the duvet and actually remove myself from connections but other people are really really struggling. Before I talk more about how you can make this really meaningful and effective for you, I do want to say that, you know, whether you need my help personally or for employees to kind of reduce the stress, increase connections and get the mental well-being back on track to improve the performance, then do get in touch with me. You can book a call with me through my website, emmalankton.com forward slash contact, or just drop me an email, emma at emmalankton.com. All the links are in the show notes. Because recently I've been taking on more one-to-one clients as well as working with organisations to successfully deliver virtual training on the boundaries, stress management, resilience. So, Get in touch and let's see what we can do for you too. Okay. So on today's episode, I'm talking about these creating corona connections because 
that need for interpersonal relationships is a basic need of all human beings. That's why the need to spend time with others and be accepted by them is that basic psychological well-being need. Researchers, even in child psychology, have concluded that human infants are born with the innate motivation and the ability to seek contact with others. So we're hardwired for this. Throughout life, the ability and the motivation is maintained and apparently maybe even enhanced with age. So, you know, perhaps as we get older, we need it more. There is officially a loneliness epidemic in the UK with 2.4 million adults reporting being lonely, according to a study by the Office of National Statistics, if I can even say that. And actually, I think those numbers were before COVID-19. So it's going to be different again now and it's going to increase. As we communicate less in the kind of actual face-to-face social interactions, we start to lose some of our most valuable communication skills. And even younger people are coming to me feeling that lack of confidence or feeling uncomfortable um, with that lack of social interaction. They are just missing the connection of people with lockdown and working from home. When we think about before COVID, even social and natural disasters increase that need for connection. And, you know, how ironic is it that we're in this global pandemic where we need to stay away from others right now? So it's no wonder that mental health is becoming uppermost in the focus of leaders. Social connection and interaction usually happens more after a major disaster. And often even strangers are drawn together with shared feelings of that particular situation. Yet we're unable to do this right now. When we share our feelings, we get feedback from others that they feel this way too. So it helps to normalise how we feel. And then we don't end up with that kind of what's wrong with me or why can't I cope? So usually social interaction and shared connections can be real sources of comfort in stressful times. Okay, so I, you know, I know that we're using programs like Zoom and Teams and Skype or FaceTime, which will help with that connection and communication, mainly because we get some visual cues by seeing other people's faces when we speak. But it's not quite the same as being there in person. These days, the way we talk, the way we connect, the way we communicate with each other is increasingly computer-based. And, you know, it has been a bit of a lifeline, but that loss of face-to-face connection is having a negative effect. And people tell me they are struggling with the amount of time they're spending on their own or the time that they're being at home all the time, even if it's with family and not going out to work or not being going out to meet friends and things like that. It's affecting a lot of people because we are, as I said, we're meant to have this interaction. We're wired as human beings for interaction. It affects our mood. We don't get those feel-good chemicals. So, you know, what happens when we get feedback externally is we get this positive interaction. We get laughs. We get the feel-good chemicals flowing. We get to share the struggles, the wins, that, you know, someone will go, 
Oh, thanks very much for that. That's a great job. You know? Or, oh, you know, I like your blouse today. Or, have you done your hair differently? Or, oh, that looks really nice. Or, oh, cheers, that's a great cup of coffee. I really needed that. This is what's termed as the positive feedback. And we are all missing positive feedback because even when we're getting on zoom and teams and things with our colleagues we tend to be that people are doing work 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 we're not getting the, the that personal connection and interaction so we need to create this time it might be that you need to schedule it in within the workday, your evenings or weekends maybe you need to find different ways to create that interaction and make it happen don't just accept the situation. You can do something about it. This is what I've been saying on so many of the work-life balance webinars. And when I've been saying to people, usually I start these with what is your biggest challenge so that we can make sure that we cover off what people need. And when people are saying this, this is exactly what I'm saying to them, which is why obviously I'm doing the podcast. It's a common thing that comes up. So make sure you make time and schedule it for it to happen. Of course, there can be ad hoc interactions with people. So let's just think for a minute about ad hoc ones that you can generate before we look at specifically scheduling ones. If you think about ad hoc ones, speak to the neighbour. Even if you've never spoken to them before. Say something, anything. How are you doing today? Oh, I haven't seen you for a while. Is that you got your shopping done? Anything. Say, I love your flowers in your garden. Say what you like, you know, but just strike up that conversation. Any, any positive comment, because if you give them one, it's likely you'll get one back. Say hello to anyone out in the street. I know it sounds like a bit mad stalkery type situation, but, you know, I mean, I walk the dog. Lots of people that have dogs will tell you that people do talk to you more usually they talk to the dog i know the names of all the dogs and not the names of people don't worry about it i do also know there's a neighbor that lives at the corner of the street i actually don't know her name but i see her walking to work each morning i'm like hey yeah you're all right hi there yeah 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 oh, off to work today yeah you're all right i don't know her name but i speak to her i smile we chat you know Talk to the shop assistant or the checkout operator. Pick up the phone to somebody instead of texting where you can. They're not massive things, but they can all help. When we think about scheduling, a great example, you know, my husband has been having Zoom calls with the lads every week. And actually, that's more than they would have done when they used to meet face to face. But it's been good for them because they scheduled it. I specifically messaged a couple of my friends in the last two weeks alone and just went, look, we haven't spoken to her for it. I haven't spoken to you for ages. Do you fancy a call tonight or whatever night? You know, and made it happen. And, and I took myself away from the family and I sat on my own where I wasn't going to be interrupted so that I gave it my undivided attention. And that's the other thing I'll come to. It's the undivided attention as well. Are you eating meals together if you live with others? Can you meet somebody for a socially distant walk, picnic, something? Ask colleagues for a virtual coffee chat. But again, undivided attention. Chat, drink the coffee, no work for 10 minutes. Or do the same during lunch. 
If you're a HR manager or a leader, you don't need to come up with ideas. I've seen loads of places going, oh, what else can we do now? Ask your people what they want and what they need. It's not up to you, otherwise you're providing something that's maybe not fit for purpose. It's not going to meet their needs. They're not going to be engaged. They're not going to get the connections. They're not going to get what you want out of it. Maybe give someone the lead if you ask them and then go, oh, well, you know, can you generate a quick quiz? Can you organise that if that's what people want? Do a check-in. Do this in the kind of restorative practice type of way where you just go around and you go, so, you know, what is your favourite film? Or who would you most like to have dinner with? You know, it enables you to gauge from the way that people respond, what kind of mood they're in. Are they speaking quite jollily? Is is jollily a word? You know, or are they low? Are they usually that quiet? The other thing that I mention again is to make sure that you soak up the interaction. It's all about making that dedicated time. So it's not about multitasking. So don't join a call and then still be, you know, checking Facebook or swiping through your emails and things like that. That's why I'm saying fix it in, schedule it in. So those interactions, you're having a proper communication with people and then you naturally get the feedback. It's not like necessarily fishing for compliments, but it is about you see the interaction, you see the smile, you see the facial expression, you know? Because that way, you're not doing... As a, as a society, we are naturally wired now to multitask. We sit down, we watch telly, we flick through Facebook, we're checking our emails and stuff like that. So that's what I mean by becoming naturally wired to do more than one thing. But to get these real positive feedback and the, the feel-good chemicals working from the connection, we kind of need that eye-to-eye contact, you know? So... Switch off other things and just do one thing when you're doing this connection thing with people. Even if it's on the phone, if it's on Zoom, if it's a WhatsApp video call, make sure you do that time where you just sit and talk. Texting, messaging and emails, we don't get that connection. We don't get that positive feedback from the other person. We don't get that natural different inflection of voice, the diff- the rise and fall of the tone. We don't get the different interaction. We don't read body language. So we don't get that different feedback in the way that we do with a visual interaction or the auditory interaction. So do try and make sure that you find the different ways to do these connections, to do that interaction so that you can get all of that positive feedback. So whether you're scheduling it, whether you're just finding the time for ad hoc stuff, it's about finding the opportunities to increase the connection and increase the feel-good chemicals within your body and within your brain. So I really hope that that's been helpful for you. At once again, as ever, If you have any questions about today's episode, drop me an email or get in touch with me. Put a comment in if you've seen this on a social media post. 
do please share this or tell people about this if you're getting value from it. Obviously, don't forget to leave a review and get in touch with me if you want to talk to me about increasing your performance so that you can get the tools and techniques that work specifically for you. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now. Oh,